Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Jason Trutman, co-founder of N8 Thinking. Jason, welcome. Good morning, Carl. It's great to be here. So Jason, um, you and I have been getting to know each other a little bit, and you have taken me through your life and career, and you seem to have developed some philosophies about the way a career should be approached. Go ahead and share that with us. Yeah, I, you know, the the unique thing here in, in the conversation that we're that, that we're having is, you know, we're just we're just two human beings, right? We're 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 two biological algorithms running based on our DNA, and kind of the approach that I take has always been it's got to be humanity first, because if you're thinking about you know everything is the data or everything is the message or everything is the product or the brand, any of those things, you're going to miss the biggest component, which is the human connection. Um, so I, I try to live my life by understanding that we're all playing the same game, right? And the fundamental brick for that is it's always can't before can, right? You, before you can walk, you can't. Before you can sell, you can't. Before you can win, you can't. Um, and that's very empowering. And that's, that's, you know, you can obviously make a lot of sales doing that, but you can also, you know, drive a lot of success for a lot of people instead of just trying to, you know, line your bank account. So, so walk us through your career a little bit. You've been in sales most of your life and now you're running your own company and, and, and talk to us about the successes that you've had and what you attribute them to. Yeah. I mean, you know, success is a scale, right? On one side, it's, it's absolute failure. And on the other side, they make movies about you. And I'm definitely in neither one of those camps. Um, so it's a, it's a progression, right? It's, it's, it's all about the journey, but, uh, I actually started as a creative in an advertising agency in New York. Um, and <laughs> the head of media services for Lowen partners said, you know, I want you on the new business team. You've got a knack for it. And I was like, new business. That sounds great. How do we do that? Um, and quickly got me involved in a, in a couple of pitches and that turned into an opportunity to to work on the web in the very early days in, in the mid and late nineties, uh, they gave me the opportunity to, to build one of the very first websites for one of our clients. And that sort of sent me off thinking about technology and how our lives would be formed um, by this sort of need for a digital presence, whether that presence was a brand presence or a human presence. Um, and I, you know, full force went after it, uh, gave myself a pretty good education by doing a couple startups, um, including one of the very first digital agencies, Full Moon Interactive, um, and just you know, went about the business of learning as much as I could. And at this point, I think that the you know the the strategies that we've created that focus on the humanity and the relationships and making sure that we're removing obstacles instead of just identifying them uh, resonates really well. And I mean, if I could attribute the success that I've had to anything, it's got to be about the people. You know, I've, I've been very lucky and very fortunate to be surrounded by some amazing people and some incredible teams. Um, are, are those I mean, people that you recruited and hired or are those people that you inherited? Tell, tell me about how you came across these great people, because I agree, it's great to be surrounded by great people. And, you know, you'd be surprised, right? Because it's, it's all of those things. It's not just people that I've hired. Um, and it's also not just people that I've inherited. It's also, it's also the, the misfits that have been thrown away, you know, and, and if you can make that human connection and understand what those obstacles are and just get them to, to know that 
the game that we're playing is it it's actually an incredibly level field right everyone can't before they can it's just an opportunity to can so you know the i i, I think that the insight for you know people that are looking to, to develop great sales teams is if they have the the passion and the hunger to go out and make something happen all the skills that are needed to do it no matter what you're selling whether it's beer or advertising um that, that can be taught so it's it's got to be the personality and i think as soon as you let people sort of exchange their personality with you and get into that human moment and that interaction um, almost anyone can be a great team member and how many of these relationships you've developed throughout your sales career and then developing your own business are relationships that you've maintained over your career? I mean, as many as I can, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, I know that you're an incredible connector and you've got an amazing network that makes many people, including myself, um, very jealous and also very driven. Um, so it's really as many as, as many as I can, I think, you know, that's a two-sided kind of highway, right? They've, mm -hmm. they've also got to want it. They've also got to find value in it. They've also got to be interested. Um, but I try and keep in contact with, you know, especially the people that inspire me, whether they're mentors or, you know, parents, family, close friends, or, or people that I've worked for or that have worked for me um, and clients as well. Many of my, my clients are very good friends. I'm godfather to uh, a couple of kids that are that, that I met in a new business pitch. <laughs> and, and, and talk to me about the anatomy of, of that relationship development. Like if you, if you are purposely wanting to go and develop a relationship with somebody, how mm -hmm. do you set about getting, get about, get, set about going to get to know that person? And then how do you cultivate that relationship and how do you maintain it? Yeah. Great questions. I mean, that's how, that's how great business developers kind of close deals but it's also how great businesses get built by understanding how you can not only get people to do things because that's, that's a very sort of, you know, Machiavellian way of looking at it, but, you know, getting people to love it is all about getting them to love you. So I find that if you really want to develop a strong relationship, first of all, have something in common, right? And whether that's something in common is a job or a friend or an activity, you know, we were talking about golf and I'm awful at golf, but I love it. Um, mm -hmm. and when, when I meet people that also love to golf, whether they're good or not, doesn't matter. Right. My dad told me many years ago, there's only one person who cares about your golf score. Um, right. <laughs> and you look at, you look at him in the mirror. So I think, you know, the, the, the big piece is use your ears a lot more than your mouth. Um, people, everyone's got a story they want to tell. And if you can sort of give them the time, the space and the real attention, right. Real human attention, not like checking your phone or you know, admiring the drapes, whatever it is. Um, I think almost anyone wants to have that, that human connection. If you've got something in common and you can figure out a way to help each other be successful. I mean, who doesn't want those relationships? Mm -hmm. You talk a lot about your dad. I've noticed you, you keep referencing quotes from your dad, even before we started recording. Um, yeah. Tell me the, the top lessons he's taught you and, and the impact he's had on you. I mean, the, you know, the, the biggest, lesson that I was taught was, you know, the, the universe isn't strong enough to stop you. If, if you want to do something right. And it's not about the, the thing. It's not about like, Oh, I want a Ferrari or, Oh, I want a hundred million dollars. I mean, sure it can be. And some people can get through life that way, but knowing my personality, that's, that was never going to do me any good. It was more about 
do you really want to make a dent in this, you know, while we're here? Um, as far as we know, we only get to do this ride once, right? Um, and make it a fun ride. So the best way to have fun is to, first of all, be good at things. Like, don't phone it in. If you're going to phone it in, all you're going to do is create a lot of, a lot of friction, a lot of stress, um, and a lot of really poor relationships because what you're doing is you're, you're proving who you are every minute, right? Um, and if you're not good and you're not interested, then that's what you're proving every minute. So he taught me that, you know, the, the consistency in your personality and your integrity and your character is what creates that sort of halo of trust, because trust is a fancy word for identifying what people do all the time, right? When, if you want to look at us sort of when the lights are off or when nobody's looking, who's that person, that's the trust factor. And if you're a jerk all the time, then people will trust you to be a jerk. Um, and sometimes that can be valuable, right? Sometimes you need to use those sorts of tools. Um, but I think those were the biggest pieces uh, that he gave me was an understanding that, you know, if you, if you can get into the humanity of all these different situations, instead of worry about the textbook, um, you'll be a more successful person. Mm -hmm. So I noticed on, on your LinkedIn profile, one of the first things you have on there is that you're a diversity champion. And yes. And so I, you know, I, I think about how. You know, there's a lot of Johnny come lately to the to the diversity For world, sure. right? And and so I I was doing this this I, I have a guy on my team who I I you know with an unofficial like he doesn't have the title like diversity guy you know he but but I said I want you to focus on diversity and I gave him some guidance and and he executed and we were doing this like two years before the whole George George Floyd incident happened and so and I saw see all these people like trying to show that they're into this i've been doing this for years like you know and, yeah, and so yeah. i wonder how long has this been on your profile and and what are some of the things you do in that space because i'm passionate about it as well yeah you know there is a little bit of that johnny come lately and i think all of this because and, it, and it's not nefarious right this isn't a, a, a malicious intent it's about understanding that this is the time this is the opportunity that we have to be public about it um so i'm adopted um, and I was, I was raised largely by a single mom. So you asked me about my dad and I told you about my dad, an incredibly important figure. And the people that know me would say, well, which dad are you talking about? Hmm. Um, because there was many of them. Um, there's two guys in specific, one guy whose name I own, uh, who is a fantastic man and continues to be, you know, he's my dad. Um, and then there's an, there is a score of other people that were very influential and the diversity interest and the ability to champion comes from understanding how difficult life can be when systems work against you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, you know, inequality in terms of race and inequality in terms of gender and inequality in terms of uh, sort of identification. I'm talking about inequality in between our ears, hmm. right? Because it's got to start, it's got to start from there. Right. If you want to be a happy person, that's something that you have complete control over. If you want to be fulfilled, that's something that other people give you. So that fulfillment piece, I think, is what the diversity is about. Like, you know, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that I can't be successful on my own. Right. right? I can be happy on my own, but I can't be successful, not the way I want to be successful. So you've got to be able to understand the challenges and the dregs that other people go through and identify with them. Right. And again, and it kind of comes back to the, to the first sort of thing we were talking about. It's, it's can't before can and, you know, right. get into those shoes and understand them. Well, I, you know, I think the, the running head start that, that you and I have had 
in the diversity space is is good for business as well because agreed you know, because because we're so far ahead in what we're doing with our diversity initiatives now now that the world is catching up a lot of money's flowing into the space right there's whole venture mm-hmm. funds being formed around um non-traditional entrepreneurs and and you know diversity and 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 various other groups and and we have happened to cultivate a lot of those relationships early on and they know that we're mm-hmm. sincere about this and so now that they're getting their time to mm-hmm. raise the money and develop businesses and getting attention that they didn't get in the past mm-hmm. with them locking arms and, and they know that we've been in the in the space for a long time so i don't know if your business is um experiencing experiencing any of this as well uh, tell me if it has it is i think uh you know one of the sort of defining features of i'll call it a diversity movement um, for now, and right, but there's an evolution. I think the evolution is the second phase of this. But in the movement is now it's okay to talk about the differences between knowing that that diversity is good for us and being able to execute on it, right? Because it's not about it's not about a color equation. It's not about a gender equation. It's not about an age equation, right? It's about a proper mix to achieve. And whatever that achievement is, those are the pieces that you've got to fill in, right? Pretending like it's a like it's a map of percentages and those kinds of things. I feel like that is that's kind of phoning it in. Yeah, that's the old right. Way. That's yeah, that's yeah, not, that, yeah. That, that's not the that's not the that's not the system working to cor- to correct itself. Uh, in my opinion, that's the system sort of working against itself because you're just creating the same problem, but in a very different view. Right. I totally agree. And then I, so talk to me about making that, that, that pivot from being a, a sales person within a company to having your own company. What was that like? And, and how did you get it off the ground and, and talk a little bit about what you do today? Yeah. I mean, you, you just made that sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it wasn't that smooth, you know, but, but I do and, want to hear. And you know, that's not how it works, right? Right. It, the, the, the lines are so blurred. I don't think that anyone wakes up and says, today's the day I'm going to start this thing. Um, you know, it, it turns out that, that it evolves over years and years and years. Uh, so my dad and I decided that, you know, at some point we would both want to not work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were really good at solving problems and identifying problems and doing it with great teams. So we wanted to have our own consultancy. Um, so we just started it, you know, and, and it started with a couple of clients that uh, kept coming to us with really interesting questions that, you know, working together with them, it turned out we came up with some really good, good solutions. Um, and it just, it kind of grew from there. And then, you know, the people that you meet throughout your life give you additional opportunities to continue to reinvest in those things that you love. Um, so as an example, Piston Pete's is a brewery that my best friend that I've known, you know, since we were knee high to a grasshopper, uh, we just decided, hey, you know, why can't we do something that we really love and do it in a way that brings our personalities forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably about, you know, five years in the making, just conversations and creative executions and talking about the message and talking about the product and talking about the market and all the things we didn't know. Um, and we decided that we were going to launch a week before a pandemic, which was awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we spent the last year just trying to figure out not only sort of the dynamics of the market that we were in, but also what part of this reality is the reality that everyone claims sort of went away and the new reality that everyone is now saddled with because 
you know, we were kind of born in that area. So we had no idea, you know, uh, it's kind of like being adopted. If you're, if you're, if you're born with your, your biological parents and they're always around you and, and they're always part of your lives, you'll have a very different understanding of what a parent is than an adopted kid, right? Because we don't necessarily have that kind of connection. And that's how those sort of business dynamics happen too. If you, if you have no idea that you can't be successful doing something, then you'll probably take the things that you're really good at and go off and do them in new ways. And that Jason, I think is how most entrepreneurs start. Let's end it on that note. We, you and I have a lot to talk about. Promise <laughs> me you'll have me out to your brewery uh, after Happy this to. podcast. All right. Jason Trutman, thank you so much for joining us on Rainmakers today. Pleasure, Carl. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to Rainmakers with Carl Grant.